Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. I know, I am too. I, I started very, very proud. Gail, but very, very no. proud. <laughs> Hello, it is Tuesday, June 14th. Hello, it's a full moon. 22. It's the strawberry moon, isn't it? It is. It's strawberry picking time. That's all that means. It's also my eldest's 32, 32nd. Yeah. Birthday. Are you going to say 32? I was going to say 32th. 32th. <laughs> it's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing. That's so, so great. happy birthday, Mickey. And uh, a little sad news. Grandbaby broke her elbow. Oh, man. Right on in half. On watch, too. On it? my watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How'd you even get her the next Pop-Pop's day? Pop-Pop's already said that we regret bad grandparents. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, it would have happened anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It would have happened. It would have happened. So, so yeah. But I'm super excited. We have a guest today. I've been Hooray. wanting them on for a long time. Your pronouns are? They, them. They, them. Thank you. I got it right. Yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to welcome Alistair. Hey. Hello, Hi. Alistair. Hey. Go ahead Thank and pimp your pro- podcast real quick. Um, I host a podcast or co-host a podcast called Apostates on the Fringe. Um, it's an atheist leftist podcast where we just discuss per- current events and... Um, yeah, just give our perspective of things. Um, what are you discussing this week? The uh, the thirty guys caught in the U-Haul. Yes, U-ball? we will be talking about <laughs> Patriot Front. Um, that's what? <laughs> did you not hear about that? No, <laughs> thirty one. Because I have been fasting. Like I just now caught up on TikToks today because I knew I was going to be talking with Braddy today. Mm-hmm. And so no, yeah, what's happening with this? Um, thirty one Patriot Front, which is actually like they they hide under the cover of being patriots they're neo-nazis um they they have they like to rent u-hauls and penske truck they can't rent from penske anymore but they rent u-hauls now and they'll travel to cities and like ambush the city they just most of the time go marching they like to disrupt things and they were heading to a pride in idaho and somebody in a hotel that they were staying at saw them loading up shields and they were all in like the same clothes they described them as a tiny army loading into a u-haul with shields and the police pulled them over 10 minutes later and pulled 31 of them out of the back of this truck and they they all look alike too they're all they all look you know they're probably between the age i'd say 20 and 30 and they all look exactly alike and it's exactly what you think it is yeah, that's yeah. messed up. Isn't that crazy. I want to be the person that's in the U-Haul <laughs> with these people trying to stand up in the U-Haul with all the stuff and everything, and everything's running around. I hope they all fell on each other's dicks. <laughs> and, and they do this often, and you know that has to be miserable and hot. Yes. <laughs> and then crammed in there, 31 people in the back of us, one of the smaller U-Hauls. <laughs> 
They just secretly want to be Hispanic, and they're trying to live out the fantasies of crossing the border. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) They just envy, they envy our immigrants. (sighs) (laughs) You know? So where's that coming from? That that radical, uh, the social media truth? Where is this coming from? Where are these people getting these ideas to let's just go and let's go rent a U-Haul? Whatever... All right. The pendulum swings both ways. Whatever one, we're going to go with fringe crazy side does, the yeah. other side has to mimic. Doesn't matter whose idea, whatever was first. All right. So we had quote unquote Antifa doing their thing. But now, see, Antifa these people never even actually did think that. They, they could were... do their thing. There I, were all sorts of rumors about Antifa loading into buses and um, yeah, see, like going to cities. It never happened. I am Antifa. We never had a bus. Because I, <laughs> I 100% believe what you're saying. That's the look is all that matters. Uh, so the rumor is all that matters. So if it by the time they play telephone and nobody fact checks anything and no one says, hey, this didn't happen until like you on this podcast going, hey, this didn't happen. Whatever media that you're letting feed you, whatever your sources are that you're feeding you, whatever lie that you're being told. I mean, did people really think that Donald Trump was going to open some kind of fucking stargate and save everyone? (laughs) Like at that point, at that point in the QAnon rhetoric, would you not be like, you know, even if you were buying on. Did you watch the hearings? I know they're Um, still going on. I know. I watched one of them um, and I I try to keep up with yesterday's, but I I drive for a living. So um, I was I was listened to as much as I could. But but whatever radical thing that women with vagina hats on their head, if they did that, then the other side has to go, well, we can do this then, you know, because it's your right to radically self-express here in america so you know but should you be going anywhere with military shields dressed like you're up to something you know shady going no to a pride? i mean no. the they cops every should have first of all isn't there safety regulations about just riding around in That's a vehicle what like that yes. do this so often and like this is i think this is the third time in the last year that the police have been, like caught them in these u-hauls i think it's the second time some of them were arrested and like it how are they getting away with that alone driving around with that many people in the back of the u-haul because i'm pretty it sure that's seem illegal like yeah, it doesn't it seem is, like it at it all it is illegal yeah. and uh so that i mean those are the channels that you have to take but what's crazy is when they don't like what because you know darn good and well if it were a different ethnicity riding around it doesn't matter asian asian people never do anything bad you know like when you're over in the states they're rule followers if you had a group of asians in the back of a u-haul the cops don't they i mean wouldn't they act out wouldn't they pull you over wouldn't they do something about it they'd be suspicious immediately it's they should be if they're doing their jobs i mean you know we we had a chat about that last (laughs) week about how it's freaking what kind of message you know what are they 
So well, they should time, be arrested every time. They had a uh, they had a um, printed out operation plan um, in the truck with them, and they all ended up getting released on a three hundred dollar bond. And like, so you have. The $300 bonds, when they do get caught doing this, half the time they get caught, the police, like, just let them go. Don't even cite them for um, traveling in that manner. And it is. It all Every time they don't do anything about it, it's just telling them, this is okay. Yeah, and they're going to keep doing preparing it. Preparing them to have however much money. they What they need to do is they need to get the paddy wagon and drop them all off at the damn bus station. And confiscate the U-Haul and take the U-Haul back to the U-Haul place. I think the U-Haul did because, probably get returned to the, the place. Because the U-Haul, I mean, there's they're all over the United States, so mm-hmm. it's nothing to trade And let them figure out. out how to get home. Yeah. Take them to the bus station. They I can would, get home on the freaking bus. I would hope that um, U-Haul took note of every single person who was arrested yeah. and put them on a list to never, you know, because yeah. I'm you, sure they have it, them. Well, it'll be at least whoever rented the vehicle. They won't, they have 30 people to, you know, they'll go through 30 interactions probably. Right. Because once you haul rent you the vehicle, they, they don't know what you're putting in there or not putting in there. I mean, you know, unless they install cameras in every vehicle, but Who's going to, I don't know, maybe the cost, maybe they would. But um, as far as the people that are in there, I mean, you could definitely, if they've all been arrested for it, put them on a Could it have been a setup? No. For them to get caught? No. You think it was just a whistleblower? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We're all asking. I've... I've been I think people watching are being programmed this to do group for stuff. quite a while. Well, that's where, that's where I'm going at. Like, you know... They're all the age of gamers, you know. What if? What if they're? I mean, this is the sci-fi, crazy rabbit trail We're big stuff. Conspiracy that theorists. I, yeah. I, yeah, I've, I've definitely brought but more than down likely, the rabbit trail a lot. They're just immature. My frontal lobe has not fully developed. Assholes. I who, see. I don't like that rhetoric. Oh, really? These people. You should still are be able to make actually neo Nazis. I've yeah, seen that's... their chat logs. They're not, and that, like the the leader of this group, he's he's only like twenty four. His name's Thomas Russo. He, while his belief system is flat out idiotic, um, he is not a dumb person. Right. Mm-hmm. He is intelligent because he has been like he has been successful. Well, in you have to have at least one plant to round right. up. And and when it comes to neo Nazis or fascists, like they need a leader, mm-hmm. they always. In fact, we had a group here in Knoxville um, that had caused problems at our Pride and other events, and um, their leader last year, I believe, accidentally shot himself in the head. We haven't heard anything from the other members since then, yeah, because they don't have a leader. Mm-hmm. They need their their followers. But yeah, the the point that you mentioned that these are gamers, you're absolutely correct. That's gamer age, and people like Thomas Russo and other leaders in this the neo Nazi right nationalist movement, they target gamers because these are kids that a lot of that times is, are yeah. sitting on their games yeah. and and when you like think about your teenage years, especially a boy that's kind of like. You're not really popular. 
Mm-hmm. You can't get a girlfriend. You're feeling bad about yourself. And then you have these guys over there being like, you know what? It's not you. It's the rest of the world. These people are the problem. Yeah. You are fine. You are just fine. And this builds them. And, and it's just, it's, it's called red pilling. They yeah. slowly start like manipulating the way they think. And then it comes to the point where these guys just hate everything else in the world. Well, I noticed that um, I have a, um, a com- comedian friend who's a gamer as well. And I would notice even before things like Twitch got super popular or whatever, I would notice on games when you could talk back and forth to each other, like the slurs that they would use. It, it was almost as if I can't say this anywhere else. So I'm going to say it here. Mm-hmm. So the N word and the F word for, you know, a cigarette in Europe and, you know, whatever would fly freely. Like, is nothing to, you know, but calling each other, like, whatever the worst thing that we can call you. Mm-hmm. Back and forth, shit talking to each other. Right. And so that's how it starts. So you get somebody who's in there that's like, that's not cool to say and then you find out like these kids are like 13 14 years old i didn't realize that at the time that this is like a new cycle of crazy Mm -hmm. because i it's been a very rude awakening being out and traveling and getting way out of my bubble and the fact that i just happen to have you know cool kids who surround themselves with you know, pretty cool people most of the time, you know, we don't have a lot of, we have a very fortunate love bubble, you know, and they're, they're make dumb choices, but they're not assholes or trying to hurt other people. I I have a really good community, but somewhere along the way, it was probably, it was before Trump was even running. Um, I, I actually saw, it was a tattoo artist here in Knoxville, who someone went into their shop and noticed um, some Nazi symbols in their like portfolio, mm-hmm. which made them go like look into them a bit more. And they found a picture on this guy's Facebook page where he was dressed in full Nazi regalia, um, Nazi flag in the background. He had his son, who was probably only about five years old, next to him, and they both had their hands up in the air and the hail Hitler. Yeah, and then like crazy, you know, I was in shock, and so mm-hmm. like I. I posted about it on Facebook and then I started learning about first immediately when I did it, I started getting um, like all these messages from his family, his coworkers. And they're like, Oh, he's changed. And I'm like, then why is that picture? Yeah. Why is it still up there then? Um, and then the following Pride Festival, he was there with a group called Traditionalist Workers Party, which is a neo-Nazi organization. Yes. So uh, clearly he did not change. Why would you have Nazi symbols in your um, portfolio if you've changed? I wouldn't want, like, there's no way I'd want that and displayed anywhere associated right. with me, you know? And But, like, once you see it, like, it's really hard to look away. You can't unsee and, it, yeah, for sure. And so I ended up, like, it gets to the point, like, I, I end up, reading their chat logs I've, I have yeah. sock accounts in some of their groups and I so I'm, I'm like reading and watching what they're talking about like January 6th the lead up to that in December I was in their planning groups with a sock account I was reading what all they were talking about I was reading the violence they were planning from December up until January 6th I was physically sick 
I knew something wasn't was going to happen. I did, there was no way for me to stop it. I could yell and scream. I'm like, this is going to be a bad day. Something's going to happen. But I couldn't do anything, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how bad it was going to be. Now, so the whole pants stuff was true. Huh? It, the pants where they were, they were, they absolutely were going there with the intention to murder our lawmakers. 100% that's what they wanted to do. And I was reading this. They they were they were talking about how to sneak guns into DC. They they had every like they had it planned out. And that's like you, some of that you're seeing with the um hearing where they're talking more. And I don't even think they've really gotten into proud boys and the oath keepers. And I'm on, I'm in the oath keepers um, discussion board, are you so. oh my god <laughs> like, are you fearful of them coming after you not them but maybe the police if if everybody yeah, you know let's say the fbi like gets that whole IP. right gets that whole thing so i'm assuming that you have protected yourself um it, well, yes but i'm not i'm not in any way worried you're not active about, i can right. guarantee you that the FBI or at least Tennessee Bureau of Investigations already knows who I am and they know what side I'm on. Um, like, so how I, many times have you been banned on a or have how many times have you violated community guidelines? You know what? Most of the time, I don't even like, I am really good at finding loopholes. I know where the line is. Most of the time, I don't even violate it. But Facebook is like so frustrated with me at this point because they get so many reports on me and I don't like like they know. So if I even like I got banned for telling someone to go suck a rock, a 30 day ban for that. Suck a rock. Suck a rock. Um, Calling somebody a pine cone. You know, so I, I won't use like real insults. I'll come up with stupid stuff like pine cone and Facebook is like, nope, time out for 30 days. It's like anything they can get me on. They get and there's things like I'll get a report. They'll put me in time out and I'll contest it and say like, no, this this doesn't against. They'll t- send me a notification saying, yeah, we're sorry. We made a mistake. We've put this back online, but they don't lift my band. They're like, you're still in time out. Ha ha. <laughs> like, <laughs> that sounds crazy. That's a sad. Does that feel? the fire i mean um yeah or do you get tired or do you get tired of it i mean i have a backup account i just go to so like i still get my play time (laughs) we're still friends there too yeah um it, it it is annoying um because i don't i'm not really doing anything that you're i'm just making people uncomfortable but like i'm following the rules well it looks like that you're showing others what's really going on mm-hmm. um in local politics especially here in knoxville which nobody pays attention to right right and, and that's really a shame because because it all starts it all starts local mm-hmm. yeah so when we we talk about like abortion bans and you know nobody nobody wants these happening here um you know bill lee already has like it's it's already in place in tennessee as soon as the supreme court undoes Roe versus Wade the first rate Wade the first thing that's going to happen is like these states are immediately going to and have these laws enacted Um, but like the Nashville attorney general or yeah um, he said he's not going to prosecute people for getting an abortion 
Our, our attorney general, there's no way she's ever going to say that. She would. And yeah. so, like, in, in this election, we do have somebody running against her that he, w- he, w- he would make an announcement like that. So, like, in, in order to protect yourself with these laws, because we are, there's an, a whole slew of laws that are gonna like come in after this decision is made like it's you know the way that the the decision is made it opens up the um the door for states right on lgbt issues on whether we do like it undoes a lot of things even down to interracial marriage like because it's the precedent set by that the Mm -hmm. the language used in it is the same language used in these other decisions that um gave us um marriage equality and all of that and so it's gonna have a ripple effect and this is planned organ they knew what they were doing um so i i started out in activism like the first thing was being an atheist um i was really into church state separation and um it's and even it. though we are, yeah, I'm agnostic at best, we still believe in separation of church and state. Right. Get I, it I, out. There is no, I absolutely know, no reason for it. I know a lot of Christians who believe in it, too. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm yeah. a Christian that completely believes in division of church and state but doesn't. What, what they're trying to bring in right now is Christian fascism. They want to turn this See, country into... Yeah. I don't want that any more than anyone and, else does. I mean, they're they're getting really close. And, it's, like, that's... that's They're getting really, really close, especially with people like Billy DeSantis. That's what they're working for. They want everybody to live the way they believe a their version of Christians should live. And that's the thing. It's their specific version. Yeah. There's a, a lot of different, like, I know, I know Christians they're not, who don't they're even not look at things. God as a deity. Like, they, they take all the teachings of Christianity, which it's all subjective depending on who has it, right? Mm. They take what they view as their version, like, their the teachings of Christianity, but they don't believe in God as a uh, deity. deity. Correct. So they're they're they non-theistic actually, Christians, and so like yeah, Christianity emboldens like a wide array of um, beliefs, yes. but they want their specific brand of Christianity in there, and they want everybody to live by that. I can't roles. speak for Gail, but I think we're on the same page. But we lean more towards the teachings of Jesus, and That's from it. what I for see, <laughs> y'all ain't. They're not, they're not abiding by what Jesus no, would really want yeah, people to do. Yeah, God's word, and yeah. you know, anyway, to literally control other people, and um, and this is a good segue. Is okay <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In your, in your transition, but it's a lot of men who don't know what it's like to give life, and. Mm-hmm. They're very, very envious of that, that they can't do it. So let's suppress the beings that can. And it's, it's all, I mean, all about control. 100%. It's about control control women, control people that are different than them. They, they just want absolutely. And that's, I mean, what they're wanting is fascism. 
But what's super you know. funny is is that they're just like everybody else. How many how many of these men are closeted homosexual? A lot. So many. I mean, I, I have a pretty firm belief. I think there's a little bisexuality in all of us, you know? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, we discussed that several times. That, that it, and It's on a spectrum. And for, for them, when they get those feelings, it makes them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, the When it comes to who looks at porn southern states watch the most porn Mm -hmm. the bible belt and they also watch the most trans porn Mm -hmm. yep so you know what's the correlation here to justify it Mm -hmm. you know they're not gay when it's a woman in fact there was there was recently a right wing um but they love trans women that's what i'm saying yeah it's not gay when it's a woman like they're sucking a woman's dick it's but no, that, then they realized that, like, actually, uh, this the, is an issue. I did do something. And then they go and kill or assault a lot that's, of trans women, that's you know, where that's screwed up in the power. And that's like a lot of that Y chromosome. I don't know why it has to be. Oh, I made a mistake. I, let's eliminate everything possibly right. in the path of that. This made me feel uncomfortable. I can't deal with that, so I have to take it out on the thing yeah, that makes it. Just they, fucking process your feelings. But they do that, right. And it <laughs> happens to um, cis females with mm-hmm. men, happens to other men with men, mm-hmm. and especially anything that uh, with their sexuality. And that's, I mean, it's just... That's basically what, when the left says toxic masculinity, that's what we're talking yes. about. There's, mm-hmm. yes. there's a whole lot of men that have been taught you don't have to, or, you know, like... They, they just haven't been taught that feelings are things that need to be addressed. You need to understand what makes you feel this way. And then you need to process that. Well, they haven't um, been allowed and, to. Yeah. And yeah. That, yeah. Um, so. Which brings me to how do you identify? I am non-binary. I'm, I'm masculine. Um, non-binary. Okay. When did you start your transition? Can you tell me? It was. Take me back to the beginning. I think it was five years ago. Um, because I know you by I know you by your dead name. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it was five years ago. I think mm-hmm. it was shortly after I left the community I met mm-hmm. you and, um, and yeah, I, it started slow. First started like just binding. Um, I actually just recently started testosterone, um, and I really don't know how far I'll go with that. Like being trans is kind of a journey. I think a lot of non-binary people. We kind of, you know, we get to this point where we're like, all right, let's just remove gender and just mm-hmm. see where we naturally flow. Mm-hmm. And um, like I, I wasn't planning originally to go on testosterone. When did you start having these uh, feelings that you were, that you felt masculine? I always had them. Yeah. Um, always. Yeah. Like <laughs> you wanted to take the next step. Mm-mm. Like, well, I wasn't really allowed to. I was always a tomboy growing up. Like I, I remember my mom getting upset because I wouldn't go play with Barbies down the street with the girls. I was out with my brother and running around with the boys. Um, she had to fight with me to get me to wear dresses. And like the way I dressed was always an issue through my teenage years. Like I was like expected to dress more feminine and, um, and that, that kind of continued. And, 
so I knew I knew there was something going on there. I knew like I, and I knew I had a harder time relating with women than men. And then I got on birth control, which stopped my period up until like I stopped long enough to have a kid and got right back on it. So like my whole life, I haven't even had a period like I have the chest and the genitals. But like, that's it. Like in my head and everything else, like I don't, I don't feel like a woman. I don't feel like I can relate in a lot of ways to women, you know? And so, you know, I just, I didn't have the language for it when I was younger. I started getting the language for it in my thirties probably. And it's just the first time I saw somebody whose son was non-binary and she just started educating this group that I met her in. And, like, the more I'm reading her posts, I was like, I, I relate to this. Like, I understand this. I get this. So, and then after, it took me about a year and a half of just, like, reading and learning and thinking about it. And finally, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Like, I think this is who I am. And you said you had a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that you give them absolutely no identity whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you refer to them as the kid. Mm-hmm. it's yeah. the kid I use they them pronouns for them mm-hmm. um, and that was um, around the age of 10 or 11 they just asked for more anonym, uh, animosity mm-hmm. in, on line and I was that was the easiest way to do it just remove name remove pronouns and so um, do you call them that at home yes like yes okay. actually um, okay we we were laughing about this recently because they're they're 17 now and um somebody brought up like you only have another year to be called the kid but and so we started talking about how it, it just started as an online now the online online thing and now everybody calls them the kid um like i would imagine kids. even after they turn 18 yeah, yeah they're yeah, still gonna be considered the kid the kid was like for you yeah especially I'm, yeah yeah you know, all our all the people we consider family, they're like, no, you're still going to be the kid. Actually, the kid How was the one who has their life said, been affected um, through yours? As far as like being trans or the activism? <sighs> all of it. it. All of it. Because, you know, I embarrass my children on a daily. Um, so all of my <laughs> kids' friends think I'm super cool. They I love bet, me. Yeah. Um, some of them even call me mom. Um yeah, I embarrassed my kid. Um, like, and that's that's typical. That's teenage years, you know. Um, it doesn't really matter what you do. You're going to annoy your kid. Right. Do y'all argue? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, they're 17. Are they yeah. the opposite of you? In a lot of ways. I'm asking as a parent. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they are a mini-me. Um, they're a little shithead like me. <laughs> But they're they're just cleaner about it. Um, this new generation um, is wild, right? They're they're really into fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're there very femme monsters. Yeah. There are monsters, but they're they're style. very witty, and like they're they mess mm-hmm. with their friends in the same way that I mess with my friends. Yeah, like, but you know where I'm. I'm really vocal online. I go out to protest. I'm I'm out there. I, I host a podcast. My kid is a lot more private. 
Yeah. They mm-hmm. they don't want that. They don't want to be in a spotlight. They just want to, you know, exist there. You know, but they at the same time though, they have like an activist side to them, but they they do it more through art or in other ways, you know. Mm. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Those silent activists when they do it through art, music, mm-hmm. spoken word, like comedy. They're into the same topics I am. We just have a different approach to things. Yes. And not always. Like, they're, of course, like media stuff, we're completely Mm -hmm. opposite on things. or just different. Yeah. And part of their job is to challenge everything. Mm -hmm. And if you're the status quo, they have to challenge that as well. If you've raised them to be competent young adults, then... Yes, because you haven't brainwashed them right. that this is the only way. Right. You yeah. know, they're, yeah. that's, they're cool little humans. I always mm-hmm. joke because my kids are a really good kid. They've never gotten in trouble in school. Mm-hmm. They're just a really good kid. Um, like, yeah, I have to get on to them about chores and stuff like that. But that's just being a teen. That's not yeah. a bad kid. That's a teenager, you know. Yeah. And so I, I always joke. I'm like... You know, how does a child rebel from a when their parent is an anarchist? <laughs> it's like you right. be a really good kid and you yes. follow the rules. And that's that's what my kid is. Yes, been like. it's like gross, you little bootlicker. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I I consider myself somewhat an anarchist. What is your utopia? What do you what would you like to see America look like? A bunch of smaller communities. Um, People that even, take care of each other. Even within a city, yes. Um, instead of this corporate America where you have chains all the way around, I'd rather see local farms, local, you know, local, local production as much as possible. I think there's always going to be a need for like a national level of things like um, when it comes to technology and stuff you, you may get to I guess that could even be done in a small local setting well but wouldn't like, you be able to do that if you had states rights where you didn't have where you could control the little area that you're in it wouldn't even just be states rights i mean like and i i think no i i would prefer to live in an entire country that's like this but it's just it so even in this imagine say a five mile radius around your home Mm-hmm. And there are people who have like their small gardens and then you have several little like small stores around that cover things like like a grocery store, um, things for your baby. And it's community driven. The people in the community are, you, you know, they're doing what they want to do. Like, I'm sure you both have your hobbies. Imagine where you could survive off of that because the entire your entire community is coming to you for this or you know just it's just a few people that are doing what they want to do um i think it would be better in the long run because for me i want to make like furniture one day right you know and if you had people that were actually hand building furniture we wouldn't our furniture would be better it would last longer we'd have things to pass on to our children the stuff you can buy out here right now most of it is is 
like crap it's gonna fall around right. apart mm-hmm. so like overall i think quality of life would be better if we were more community like smaller community focused and if people had than, certain trades that they could do that they could learn and right. make money off of within the community i mean and it's I, just i mean i, I think it. overall like we look at the houselessness problem we have here in knoxville and just like the food insecurity problem all the way around if we were more community-based like this where we knew all of our neighbors the people who live a mile down the road and all this when somebody is hungry and somebody is in need we would know and we could help each other we could make sure that that person's covered but the way our world is set up it's so divided like you you may have those close people but they're like 10 miles down the road where your neighbor three miles down the road doesn't have doesn't have any family or anything and they're sitting in their house starving and nobody knows yeah people (laughs) don't talk to their neighbors anymore Mm -mm. they don't even know their names and it's i think i think that's one of the like the whole when it comes to these big box stores that's the damage it's done it's taking taken away true communities and what it has happened is where we see this divide between the left and the right i don't think we would have it as much if we knew our neighbors we talked to them because we all live next to some next door to someone who has drastic drastically different beliefs yes and we nod to them and we still wave to them we may have like a quick word here and there but we don't get into these topics but if we actually did yeah nobody has a conversation if over the last like 12 years we talked to our neighbors and we we discussed things when these big issues started coming up we may not have turned on each other the way we did well, we were purposefully divided. We've been mm-hmm. brainwashed and um, literally programmed to think a certain way and to feel about each other a certain way on appearances, mm-hmm. not by what anyone actually thinks or and- their behavior of what they do on the day to day. You just, I, you'll hear, you've, we've all been programmed to hear buzzwords mm-hmm. to viscerally feel to you know feel something radical and and you hear that and we automatically shut down it's like everybody sees red and they shut down mm-hmm. instead of following that to see where the logic of them even using that word came in right you can discern pretty quickly are you being hateful are you asking a question are you you know right. where and is this coming from you see like this a lot with like right now with the right with like the word grooming where they've they've like co-opted the word grooming to attack trans people where they're saying trans people are grooming yeah and all that know, projection like, and all now all they have to say is grooming and it makes people really upset when um, really they were the ones grooming the entire time. Mm-hmm. They've they've been yeah. they absolutely are grooming. You think I mean that's what they've pretty much been doing with the neo Nazi groups when they get into the it's video games at thirteen. They're grooming all these kids. People looking for power. They do this. It's it's not it's power. a side. It's not a particular because what's wild is back in the olden days. 
the things that you're describing are what old school Republicans used to want. Mm-hmm. Like the yes, the, yes, the, I do remember that the old school Republicans, you know, from back in the day, wanted people small government, s- small government mm. to have you know uh, cell phone businesses. It was because capitalism unchecked is just as bad as flat out communism or anarchy. Right. You know, anarchy you'd think would be great to not have any rules whatsoever, but all I, that means see, is whoever is that's bigger not really and stronger, what it means. Anarchy doesn't burn like a burn culture system. Everybody thinks that anarchy means no rules and that's not really it. If we were in the small community ways, we would have rules and they'd most likely be like unspoken rules, but you still have, like, there's still order. Well, you have Communities principles. will naturally yeah. cre- form orders. Are you a burner? No, Do I'm you actually know what not. Burning, the burns? Doing like, burns are burning man. Yeah, I, I am not. Um, I re- may end up going next Regional year, burns are exactly what you're talking right. about. Right. I have a friend who's been trying. That's what next year I'm going. I'm not doing it this year, um, but he's been trying to get me to go for it. He's like, this is your utopia. You need to come out. So there's so. there's 10 principles of burns. And so civic duty is one. Immediacy, participation, leave no trace, gifting, yeah, demodification. How do, get, how do you get burn culture to where everyone is doing it and that we are moving forward in America and we are actually being progressive and taking care of the people who need to be taken care of, educating our children. When we find a way to reunite and we need listening to to parties and they take back their power because our preamble to the Constitution even starts. We the people. You're, you're preaching to the States choir here right now. That's why they're keeping us well, the divided because that's what it is. Might that's not exactly be it. listening. Somebody else that doesn't always think this way and that has forgotten their power, just like we're telling women, take back your power. But as an American citizen, you are supposed to have power. And the more you give it to a smaller group and and think that they're going to do a better job at taking care of you you're literally giving it up we the people have the power to take it back if we want it and you have to adhere to the principles it that the whole reason they're keeping us divided is because all it would take for us to shut things down is a general strike Mm -hmm. that's all it would take but that requires all of us coming together Right. It's going to take a lot of us saying, no, we are done. We're not following your rules anymore. And we've been. And, and we can, I mean, just stick to it. Um, you have a mortgage? No, we're not paying our mortgage. Neither is my neighbor. Neither are they. Neither are they. None of us are paying our mortgage. Programmed. How are you going to get us all out of our houses? I mean that's that's and then well, once you they, remove their power if you, you can start correct but yeah. if they get into now this is where you're going to hear it but if you get into where you are in the UN in a world order you would have enough people to evict the people of America globally out of their houses Why well, aren't they doing that right now with 
that's they're raising rent. It's a slow right. plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that I mean, seems like to be the easiest way to do it right now is slow yes. and easy. That's I mean, I mean they're know, not even really pricing been, people out, pricing people out. It's not something that's happened do you overnight. Rent or own? I rent. Yeah. And do I will probably forever be a renter. And mm-hmm. I that's what they want though. That's yes, why yeah. they're pricing everything mm-hmm. out. They're you know, um I was arguing with people a while back you about You don't want to you w- you will not own anything and you will like it. Yeah. Is you'll be, the happy. You'll be yeah. happy you have a roof. What more do you want? You have a roof over your mm-hmm. head, except a whole bunch of people don't. A whole bunch. And, and it's, that's increasing the violence in our cities. That's, um, have you driven down half of the roads in Knoxville and seen all the trash? That's because we have people living on the streets. Um, like so much, it's it's causing so much damage. Jocelyn to was telling me today that they just uh, they re bulldozed and got everybody out of out of the out of there. I think it was so. Like there's no more tents. But they're still out there. They're just hidden in the woods, right? Or in, you know, yeah. but they're it, they want them out of sight. But we could still see then, the effects you know of, of having uh, that. Build housing for them. How it's, much crap have sit vacant It's been here. proven that it is cheaper to house the homeless than it is to keep them leaving, living yeah. on the streets. And it's better. Like it's, there's a direct link between poverty and violence. Everybody's complaining about the violence going up. But until everybody's also until, complaining about their rent going up and their mortgages going up. Until we have a or crash and and people who have money start not having money, nothing is going to change right now. Things are going to get worse before it gets better. People have to have some struggle and they the people who don't struggle or haven't struggled ever in their life they need some struggle there to in order to change things because you know what life until it happens to you it doesn't matter you know until you have a gay son it doesn't matter until (laughs) until you accidentally shoot somebody in the woods it doesn't matter you know i'm also a really big nihilist (laughs) I mean, like, how could people not be looking at what it is? Like, <laughs> and it just irritates me because I am only one person and I can help as many people as I possibly can. That's but, all you can do. And that's all I can do. You but have it to really. Tend your garden. Right. And it irritates me that I can't do more. Well, you I envy you, though. Because um, you you're doing voice. the work. I'm trying my best. Um, you're doing the work. And, it, and it's hard because, like, I'm I'm affected by the price of you know every every time I I was a single parent I got no child support I've raised my child on my own kept a roof over their head on my own um and I forgot where I was going with that <laughs> uh, the oh. point is that you've every every time I've got an increase in pay the price of everything started going up I'm like, oh, I got a better job. I'm making four more dollars an hour here. Well, guess what? Your rent is going up three, thirty-three percent, and three hundred more dollars. You know, and it's it's um, the gas is going up every time I start getting ahead. The prices start, so I I never get ahead, and uh, and like, but 
I, I do do my best to help my community in the ways I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I've learned helps with that is calling together the community. Look, I can't, you need $400 to make sure you don't get evicted. You have a baby on the way. Um, okay. I have a whole bunch of friends on my friends list. Hey, can everybody pitch in five, $10 mm-hmm. and you know, the crowdsourcing and just trying my best to raise awareness to certain situations and that's what the knox pride center's been doing Mm -hmm. is they've been putting in the work too but it hasn't been easy and they still need you know there's a lot of people that need help out there never stops it's a never-ending need we need some of these uh these big corporations to put their money where their mouth is if they want to help people they won't they absolutely won't. they've been kind of fortunate around just locally you Mm -hmm. know around here which is surprising, but you know, but Knoxville's how age. How much are they really putting in, and how much can they afford to be putting in? You know, for as much money as they True. make off of our communities, how much of that money is really going back into our community? Well, I think that um, you rec- there are like the trend in corporations now is to start giving back we're not talking about the conglomerates and yeah they're going to throw some dollars Mm -hmm. they have so much in their budget um, because i've asked for money for a lot of different things through for different from pta to cancer research to Mm -hmm. knox pride and so just in general how their budgets work different times of the year it's better and they allot so much there's some that give the bare minimum just to get their name on the band. But I mean, that, and that's it's advertising for them, but it's yes. also a tax write-off. Yeah, you know, like there's been they're getting something out of that. Always, <laughs> you know, always, and that's what where it's the bare minimum. They're doing just enough to get what they want to get to out say of that it. they want to do that. Mm-hmm. But they also get on the hook. Not that it's any better. The reason still the same but they get nickeled and dimed to death by a lot of different places right and they have to give or they have a bad look right so when it's all said and done they may be giving a large portion of what they have coming in now trust me the their bottom line is what makes them horny that's you know they're entrepreneurs they want to make money and they want to see where they're like winning the column is the points are high on the game but then you have mega corporations and they're just assholes Uh and they're doing everything that they can to make as much as they can off of the worker as cheaply and put back into the world as changed stuff but when i worked at sam's i was over the nonprofit part of it and you got a budget of so much and you could you know if if like a sports team comes in and says hey can I have like can I have like croissants or something yeah you know it's a you take it out of that account and it wasn't very much a month you know no, and that, that was, was your local. yeah yeah and that was club based yeah so you maybe got you maybe had three grand in mm-hmm. that account when there's yeah look how much yeah that Walmart has coming in right yeah. So, and who knows if they even have that now? You know, that's been twenty yeah. years ago. Yeah, they, they probably still have the because, yeah. like I said, it's a tax write-off. Yeah, it depends mm-hmm. on what the government gives them. 
which is what makes them the biggest <laughs> lobbyists that pay off the government mm-hmm. to look the other way for whatever. It's just a big money laundering scheme <laughs> by our government. I mean, that's, that's and when we look at inflation and stuff like that. That's all it is. It, it's how do we get more money? Like a lot of the re- like look the gas prices. I I. I, there isn't really the need for gas prices to be up that high because oil is actually a barrel of oil is actually cheaper. Yeah, you know, like it's on like the lower end of things. They're they're raising the prices because they want more profit. Well, like, because they a can. lot of it is they, they the can. government wants more profit. A lot of the prices on the oil at the gas pumps are from taxes too. But that hasn't gone up. Their profits have gone up. The taxes on gas have not gone up. Like, they haven't increased the tax percentage. Hmm. And who's getting who's <laughs> getting more of the money for each barrel? Like, if it's 11% um, is 11% of every dollar. I don't know what the tax here in Tennessee is, but let's say it's 11%. That's still the bulk of that money as profits for the corporation. Well, that's true. Yeah, or the oil companies, you know, like yeah. they're they're the ones that are really coming out ahead. And yeah, the government may be benefiting some. It's but just turned it's, into too many lobbyists, too much corruption. You know, mm. that letting the lawmakers, you know, take money, which to me just is just a bribe. With more steps, one hundred percent of bribe. I mean, yeah, yeah, and it is the the corporations and government absolutely working together. And the thing is, is like, yeah, the government's getting more taxes, but the community is not really seeing as much of that. That's that's why we are supposed to be. We pay taxes to make sure that the people in this country are taken care of. And now how not. do you feel about them giving forty billion dollars to the Ukraine when we have so many problems around here and so many people to take care of? I don't think that's as big of a problem as as much money as we are giving to police departments and the military. The militarization of up. this country is far greater cost for far greater i mean i'm with you right there and uh what what came out last week with um okay border patrol has every right to go into your home without a warrant within 100 miles within 100 miles of the u.s border looks pre-sketch because all your cities are basically around the border especially near water you know that's mm-hmm. a big thing everybody loves the water so um that's a really big problem people should really be scared of that yeah i mean like you know but what are you gonna do all the equipment shoot way out? that um kpd has like they have insane amount of militarized equipment yeah for, I think like why do why do they need that cool yeah who would they use that against like that yeah. people yeah, need the to people. ask themselves yeah. that. Like, yeah. who do you think all that equipment is there to use against? Correct. <laughs> like another police department invading <laughs> our city? No. <laughs> like, yeah. it's for us. Yeah. Correct. And That's, we we allow our government to put so much money for police to have equipment to use against us. Mm-hmm. 
and we're okay with it. We're okay with it as a society. We then and that to me is a bigger problem than us helping other people who may possibly need help. Besides the typical vote them out. Um, you know, a major problem is the fact that corporations and government are in hand to hand together. So the best way to start making change is by paying more attention local. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Support your local businesses, get involved in mutual aid, helping, you know, finding ways like Pride Center, helping, you know, taking in, but putting back into the community. Um, I actually, doing what we do regularly. I've toned it down a bit. I have bought at thrift stores, but that's helping them out or, we have well, one community chest, not the not your goodwills or yeah, your those, uh, those your salvation actually armies, aren't helping your community that profit. much. Yeah, yeah. but we have a local yes. uh, thrift store by my house. It's awesome. I think we call thrifting goodwill like people call Coke any soda. Yeah, yeah. goodwill yeah. has turned into a verb. You know, yes. Yeah, I mean it's a just a but yeah, it's. Noun. I think the only thing that is going to save us in the future is getting more involved in our community. Um, And like one thing like I want to see, I call it an anarchist um, farmer's market because everybody I know who has like a garden, it produces more than their family needs. And like, so they go to events and they just give it out. But what if once a week, we were in a pavilion in a park and everybody just brings their spare produce and people, you know, you exchange it um, with somebody Barter, who's yeah. you don't mm-hmm. want. And then people who can't afford the produce in the grocery store, they come and they can just get what they need for free or with the small donate, like mm-hmm. pay what you can. Mm-hmm. If we start doing that, like every week, um, we could, you know, we wouldn't have the issue of the price of vegetables going up so much because of transportation, because we're getting it local. Right. We're getting it from, you know, across mm-hmm. town. So, like, we can start taking taking power back that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even and you from, can even do that um, at home. There, You can grow tomatoes. You can grow just about anything in a pot on a but, deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then there's people who, like, live in small apartments who either, you know... Like me, I live in a like 600 square foot apartment. I have no real balcony. I'm really limited on space. Mm-hmm. So having plants and stuff is kind of hard. And, you know, um, and so for me, yeah, you know, it, I, hell, I'll trade art for food. You know, yeah. like there's different things that we can do with, with community. But yeah, some some people... Some people have like black thumbs and just can't grow things. That's another <laughs> problem I have. I'm trying so hard, but <laughs> me too. I can just grow herbs right now, and I'm doing a really good job you at that. Do a great job on your at herbs. that, and then I'll work on, I'll work on other things there too. But I've also I've wanted to start a little garden at our little uh, HOA place mm-hmm. over there, but I just don't know how it would. <sighs> A lot of people are older, and I just I don't know if you have if I build it, they will come a box for it. Yeah, that y'all could move later, but where they could Mm -hmm. stand up to tend it, 
then yeah, the elderly would be out there to do it. It's the stooping over and getting down on their knees and getting back up again that they have issues. But yeah, if it was a community, the only reason that I don't do want to do it, tiered one, oh, so yeah. that um, yeah, I wouldn't want to do it. The only reason I wouldn't want to do it is I would not want somebody to come in there and fuck it up. Because then I would make me mad. Yeah. Well, you know, you could also have fucking teenagers make an electric fence around it <laughs> for the nighttime. <laughs> 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 you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they can climb okay. it at their own yeah. risk. What a, you know, put dinosaurs on the inside. All right. I'm going <laughs> to go to the board. <laughs> Probably do the same you know, thing. Hey, I would like to make a Jurassic Park <laughs> community <laughs> garden. But be careful. It says high voltage. <laughs> so, then when they're... You know, it hurts a little. They'll do something dumb like pee on it or whatever. That'll be I mean, nice. <laughs> yeah, you could probably just do the same thing you do to keep other animals out of it. Like, <laughs> so I'd like to put a compost place somewhere as well. Yeah. Let people do that. I think that's needed as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think we saved the country by focusing on our communities getting to know our neighbors um, see what I love is that Gen X is now you know their grandmas the boomers that were not the wealthy people the poor boomers yeah, are the ones that you know it skips a generation now everybody's extremely recycling and you know my fam was depression era people so it was wash out aluminum foil you know what I mean? Right. So <laughs> that's that's where we're back. It's like, yep, all right. I mean, we. I mean, I know this life. <laughs> if it keeps going the way things going, we're going to be right back in that depression area. <laughs> like, well, so well, there's a lot of practicing things that should be green anyway. That you were can't help healthier it for you. Just open up a history book and see what was going on in the 1920s and mm-hmm. all the decadence and. Yeah, it kind of mirrors everything that's going on today, and you just think, "Yeah, what's next?" Yep, it's. I mean, be. it's sad that we're that um, dumb, though. That it's every hundred years, you know. I don't know if it was <laughs> that on we can't Netflix. Even hold out longer than a hundred. It was one of the subscription services where um, they had documentaries a while back, and one it was sixties, seventies, eighties. It went through mm-hmm. the decades, and you watch it, and you're like, nothing's changed. At all. No, Every that, time they start talking about the controversies the, happening, it's the same controversies. Yes. We have it's the same stuff constantly. So what are we brainwashed? We are MK Ultra brainwashed <laughs> into repeating this cycle constantly. Mm-hmm. It's because the government tends to give breadcrumbs. And because it's a little better bit better, people accept it. And then they like so they there, so, like, say we're talking about the current situation with um, the anti-work movement. Mm-hmm. Um, the response from corporations may be like, okay, well, we'll give you five more dollars an hour. But the working ch- conditions don't change. But that right. $5 mm-hmm. for a lot of people yeah. are going to be uh, enough 
for them to accept so they won't fight as much for that and so that goes on the price and then, yeah, yeah later so on it, it comes back make any difference and it's yeah it, it just keeps going and going mm-hmm. and going and it's because people will accept less than they deserve it's the <laughs> carrot in front of your face also uh the level you know humans will try to achieve whatever level the bar set for them mm-hmm. so the easier the bar i think for the most part the average person just wants to survive like most people i think when it comes down to it as long as they have food housing you know medical care the the, the as long as they have enough to survive comfortably they're they're good but then we have all this extra stuff constantly pushed on us every day you need this you need this you need this but i think most of us like when it comes down to it we we just want those basic things mm-hmm. you know and like i think most people would be happy if we had people just want to be happy yeah <laughs> imagine yeah. imagine if you had a job that paid like covered everything you need to do but you were working 20 hours a week because there right now there are enough like you think about how many people are actually unemployed because like the unemployment rate doesn't tell you that it doesn't include like people who have been living on the street for three years and just haven't worked like mm-hmm. after a certain amount of time yeah. you're no longer counted so there's a lot more um unemployed people out there than than they imply and we have the jo- uh, we have we don't have enough jobs for everybody Mm-hmm. So, cut down the hours so everybody's working twenty hours a week. Then everybody gets to work. Make sure that the pay is high enough that that's enough to cover basic rent and things like and that. And that's where you—they just lost you. <laughs> like, okay, it's because, but that's that's their profit. Well, they have everything. They work so much. The people who are shareholders, the CEOs. They do not work near as much as you. You're I'm putting sorry, in how forty, are they fifty gonna hours a week. Their hookers and blow. Then they're putting in fifteen <laughs> hours a week. Like, and there's so many people who cutting like, their profits. Gosh, I know. Like sitting we, on that board is no easy job. Yeah, yeah. we we could all like work twenty hours a week easily and live comfortably. And yeah, it may may take away somebody's fucking yacht, but like, <laughs> like it's, it'd be worth it. And um, then, and how then, do you feel about uh, universal basic income? That used to be a thing in in twenty twenty one, and then I feel like it's not a thing anymore. I think like it, they're not pushing. I think it's a great thing. I mean, I think you know, take some money away from the police and the military and give it to the people to be able to have their basic needs met like that's it's that's our money why aren't we taking care of if it's our money yeah we're putting in the labor gail says it every week (laughs) she says it every week say it this week what Uh, that it's our money no (laughs) which that the government is not good stewards of our money. And they're not. <laughs> Look, I I have absolutely no problem with taxes. I think taxes are a good thing. We got together when the taxes are going back to us. Yes, that's that's the, but my, they misappropriate the funds constantly. We let them. We let them. Yes, 
We are letting them put that money into stuff that we... Okay, so how do we not let them do that? Stop the support and the people they are giving the money to. Okay. (laughs) Like, (laughs) watch where our tax dollars are going. Because even the militarization, companies are profiting off of this. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, because they have money to spend because bean counters said, hey, you had to have this much money in your budget to run. So you've got to spend and show where you spent this much money on your budget. So then you have, oh, well, we didn't have a war this year. So we have a surplus of, you know, bulletproof Vest, And then they go, oh, yeah, well, we need bulletproof vests. Our mm-hmm. cops are getting shot left and right. And really, really, Gatlinburg, are you? <laughs> you know, I mean, you're you're not getting shot left and right. People, you're friendly and have bears. Right. Like, you know, well, there's <laughs> police are all the time out there saying they have the most dangerous job and talking like, you know, last year, the vast majority of their deaths were COVID deaths. And they're like. Oh, we had so many. We had 678 deaths or something like that. It's like, yeah, but 380 of those were COVID. You're not. And then, like, I drive for a living. I am in the top 10 most dangerous jobs. My job is more dangerous than theirs. Well, (laughs) a lot of cops do drive all day. I mean, I'm not and, like... And then they hey, drive a hundred miles an hour down a city I, street and kill people. I, listen, <laughs> I am not saying, hey, all they do is great. And my, my sister's a cop and we do not get along at all. So it's a... However, I do know that they're also people and... They're so people buying it. They, like, I think that they live a lot. Their job is a. I think it's too lot easy to be a cop, monotony, and that's why you've got so many that are aggressive by and violent, panic every now and again towards others. And I agree. I don't think that they have a screening process, uh-uh. and that or do they have? It's a lot of people a, who have come back from you know on tour in the military. And they've got PTSD that they have not. The old or they, or they monitor. have yep. security issues. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. They're, oh. They they want to yes, and they just you know it. So people who couldn't in. make it in the military. But here's the thing: eval didn't work. Everybody who signs up to be a cop, they end up inside and they see the culture. They end up with people that they see doing things that are wrong mm-hmm. and most mm-hmm. of the time they don't speak up that's the are problem. they any better no, no. because that's and the, the thing problem. is is with the, the whole the thin blue line the, the brotherhood the thing is is if they do speak up they're not going to be there anymore so that is why i believe there is no good cop well because the only sucks. good cops are no longer cops yeah i think what sucks is that they also daily see a different side of society that we don't see a lot too we see snippets of things i mean you may have i've seen you yeah you i've seen a lot live. my mother's been on the show cops yeah I, yeah i actually don't think they seem like some people yes um people out in farragut 
Um, they well, don't. They don't see it as my much, sister's but, a cop in Mobile, Alabama, uh-huh. and like my reference is from when I lived in Pensacola and she lived in Mobile. So I mean, it's been since the 2000s since I've you know been on a ride along or in her pocket. Yeah, I'm so, sure they've seen a lot of things, but that's what you signed. That's exactly correct. Right. That's been my point from the beginning. It's not like when you join the military <laughs> and you say, "I am contractually obligated to you for this many years." You don't do that when you're a cop. You go through the training, and then it's your mm-hmm. job, and you're free to leave that job at any time. So I also think that cops, we have cops doing way more than they need to be doing. Yeah. Um, like I why think are they don't cops know the law as well? well and even then they... you know, talk about the um, defund the police movement. Mm-hmm. Most of that is like we've already addressed. Like they're getting too many funds. But when you call nine one one because your teenage kid is feeling suicidal, mm-hmm. they'll send the cops. Yeah. Why are cops addressing those calls? So, and you know, when one of the worst things to do for somebody who's suicidal, take the cops to their house because, like, that they may not That's have how a my good mom reaction. Always mm-hmm. wish to go. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. What I mean, is that? She goes, if, if I have a problem, I'll just call the police and it'll be taken care of. Suicide by cop is fairly common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like we should not, we should have social workers going out there and handling those things. They're mm. not trained to handle mental health situations. So why are we sending them? You like, could have a policeman escort a person just to make sure that you know, just to make sure that everything's going to go okay. But yes, absolutely. Send the social work out. Yeah, the, the cop doesn't even have to get they out of the car. Be, the cop yeah. so, and their partner should be a social worker yes, who is trained in, with firearms. Yes. What <laughs> Colorado is the only city that I know of. Well, not Colorado. Is the only state. There's a, a, maybe one city, Boulder, maybe, um, who has started defunding police. They hired on social workers. And they send those people to handle those. And it's ha- been a huge success. Um, the There's less negative interactions with the police. There, mm-hmm. you know, they, it's it's going really well. Um, and, and if they're like, going to pay them that much, hmm? then honestly, they should be the ones that have the training as well in social work. You should it, be able... You should be able to take Except class. the training that police get is us versus it, uh, them. They're literally taught that the citizens are their enemies. Mm-hmm. They're taught that any oh, citizen so it, around is that just could recent? want your life. Or, you know, I I was always under the impression that the police were taught to protect and serve the citizens um, it was two, and that's what they were there 2005, for 2005 2005 the supreme court made the decision that the police actually do not have the responsibility to protect and serve okay wow <laughs> like oh uh, yeah so i think it's castle rock versus something yeah keep it on their patrol we cars. saw it so we saw it in a, of all day with the shooting where 
the cops stayed outside for forty minutes to yeah, an hour. Oh yeah, we've we've already you know we've so already been pissed off. There about was that. Um, it may have been Colorado again, um, a small town there. A homeless man ended up in the river, and two cops oh, yeah, sat there and looked at watched, them watched drown, it. Didn't they? Like they don't have a duty; they don't have to protect people. Wow. So yeah. So what are they out there for? If not to protect and serve. Now they'll protect profits. Man, you shoplift from Walmart, they're right. they're gonna be out there quicker than if that's your boyfriend beats you up. Yeah. Like that's They're protecting the businesses. Mm-hmm. Profits. But it depends on what kind of business it is and what kind of neighborhood it's in. Yeah, as well. small business they don't care about. If you're a mom and pop shop, you're gonna wait a while. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. If you're Walmart, Target, yeah, they're going to be there really quick. Well, they're already there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they're hanging. That's the, yeah. Yeah, they're just hanging out. There was one at Children's Hospital, and uh, the grandbaby even asked, Why well, is there a policeman here? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. A lot of crazy I didn't want stuff to explain goes to down her. at Children's, too. I know. He's got his own desk and everything. Yeah. Yeah. He don't have to do much. You know, have all kinds of crazy stories. Parents are nuts when their kids are sick. I know. I'm one of them. (laughs) I'm just, I know. I know. And I get it as well. I act like I'm not a parental unit myself. But that's still also have more mental, have counselors. Have people trained to deal with the mom who's like outraged because something's going on with her kid. Have someone who's mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. to listen to their... Because well, most of the time, that's all the parent hospital. needs is somebody yeah. to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Someone to be understanding about the issue and to console them. Well, like, why do, why do we have cops addressing that? Why, don't we, why aren't we comforting that parent? you have people in there whose kids are being treated for things uh, and they're hooking themselves up to the kids morphine and they're you know doing some shady shit while they're in the hospital as well that also happens and it sucks that that happens how often well according to my ex's ex-wife who was a shift supervising nurse at children's here a whole lot like she's like, I never want to have children and humans. Suck. I will probably say that too. And you ask she any sees a ER lot nurse of in a in a big city, and yeah, that's probably going to be the. But and you, how, you how think much is not, a lot? But is like five percent a lot? What percentage yeah. of the family? Like, Do, I mean, uh, like think about one everybody person you know. ever really mm-hmm. should be enough. You know, that should be more than enough for it to be a lot. But if it's I mean, a thing that happens on a regular basis, that's, I mean, it's fucked up. I mean, it speaks to the opiate crisis that we have. It, I mean, again, it's you know, to poverty. I'm not, mental, I'm not saying like, that yep. uh, any, I'm not, and it's linked to I'm not putting any, um, there's no creed, race, okay. anything to this. So even, These are just parents who are abusing their children and the children that come in abused regularly. Like, but do you need the officer there for that? 
or could you not have a, lot of times a medical or a mental contact, health worker there? You have, well, I mean, you have no idea. When you're looking at families and family situations, first of all, any cop's going to tell you that a domestic is the worst and most scary call they can go on. That's, that's their worst task to deal with. And that uh, I disagree with that greatly. I'm just telling you what the cops say. I know, but I work with domestic abuse victims, and most of the time that cops go out to domestic abuse situations, a lot of times the victims left with like no, like nothing has been solved, nothing's been fixed. The cops leave with yeah, the abusers still both there. They get there, and it's not everything's cool they better lie otherwise they're gonna get i've known situations where the women have marks on them and things still aren't done yeah you have you have to be proactive i walked around east east tennessee for two weeks with a black eye and nobody blinked an eye about it the only uh, me making a report and saying something is the only way that things got done. But for some people, even making that report, nothing happens. Yeah, like you they have don't to get an order. Through. They don't get the order of protection they seek. Okay. They don't like. I went and sat through personally. This is me personally. Sat in court and watched sixty-seven women dismiss an order of protection. When they came for their court date, I watched the judge say to them, are you sure? Did this person do what you wrote down on this paper? And they said, yes, your honor. Why? Why are you dismissing this? And they didn't. I ended up being the last case they saw. I got a true order of protection and was escorted out of the courthouse to my vehicle by cops. And... 67 women that was the first time the second time it was at least 57 but i got to leave early that day but i've been in court for orders of protections as well and my number of people were nowhere near that well i, I saw guess it depends on where you are this right. was severe county tennessee where i guess you know they're I mean, not speaking up a lot that's a also a very republican area where men have a lot more control over women. I mean, think Perhaps, about that. I mean, you know? yeah, for whatever reason, though. Because <laughs> that's going to play a part in, in it where... So, <laughs> as a child of a domestic violence survivor and has seen more than her fair share of policemen and violence in her life, let me tell you, you're both right. And both situations has hap- have happened. Dismissed the first few times that the police were called. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get one person who actually has a heart about them and decides to start to do something. So you're both right. The police are not, not all of them are on the same page. You know. I, I had to get an order of protection against my mom. I called the cops out so many times to make a report, and a lot of times they wouldn't even take a report. Yeah, because finally, your mom. Finally, I had, and this is somebody who was stalking me. Like I, I made it clear, dude, and I did everything legal. I sent a certified letter. I, I kept receipts. 
Um, I and I I gave everything to the cop. Finally, I had one police officer that's like, you have to go and take out or uh, um, press charges yourself. Um, no, I had already gotten the order of protection. I got an ex parte that I was, and mm-hmm. we were waiting, and um, she kept violating it. I kept calling the cops. She violated the order of protection. They're supposed to address that. They wouldn't. And finally, I got a, a police officer like, like, you have to go press the charges. You have to go down to the station. But why didn't any of those other officers that came out when I called for help? Yeah. Why didn't they tell me that? Because a lot of times they don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just more paperwork. That's right. all it is. That's what it boils down to is if I yeah, they, take they this, I'm going to have to write. it like, oh, yep. it's your mom. And then we have her mom. Situations. Exactly I think it was in New York um, that a little boy was left out in the garage and um, froze. And the woman had been fighting to keep her son away from him and he was a cop mm-hmm. he was a cop she kept yeah, she kept they're not begging like all the good whole entire people, system for sure. worked against her and she lost her son I mean she was like begging for help mm-hmm. like it, the cops aren't always on no. our side <laughs> the government is not on your side and they are part we of the government I'm people always are entertained. so tired of me saying. But I, I think Brandy people are tired of us. Tired they want us to it. go back and start talking about kink things again. Yeah, <laughs> I think so, for sure. I'm for always sure. entertained when I see people with um, the libertarian, the Gatsden flag on their car because libertarians say they want less government. But like, start paying attention to when you see those and count how many you see with thin blue line flags on there. And it's mm-hmm. like, you don't want government but you support the government. Right. I'm yes. a also, who do you think when the government makes a law, when the government comes for your guns, mm-hmm. that yeah. you, you're you scared that That's they're going to get it. <laughs> <of> the police <laughs> is about because right. they are following a playbook on what to do. And they're almost there. I've already told Braddy, we're past the tipping point. So the... Is it anacro communism? Anarcho communist. An anarcho. Thank you. That's, I never that's what say I it consider right. myself. Yes. <laughs> I I totally got that. And like part of the burn experiment is that as mm-hmm. well. Um it's just that they also believe in, of course, you being radically self reliant and uh having civic duty, mm-hmm. which is when you share things, demodification, it isn't about going and networking for anything that you do. And uh, it is, gifting isn't bartering. It's just giving if you choose if you to give it. If you give it. Yeah. If, you, if you have something and you don't need it, why keep it? Right. Why hoard why, it? Why, why hoard? So when you think about people with multiple houses... Like 10 houses. What? You don't need all those houses. You're not going to live in them. So other people need that. Like, why? Right? I get it. I don't know. Yeah. People are just like 15 cars. Why? You know what really made me mad yesterday that I read? That remember when uh, Kim Kardashian wore Marilyn Monroe's dress at the Met Gala? Yeah. She got her big fat ass in it. 
Yeah. It's ruined. Yeah, because she cut it. It's ruined. And then they laced it like it's a ruined. corset. Of course it because is. Because she had to have... She's so spoiled. But, 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 but... She had to have it. Did, did... Is it hers? Or did she borrow it? She borrowed it. She borrowed it. Okay. It was on display. She fucked it up. It was on display. So would you let them borrow it? Like if it's I can't remember I can't remember who owns it. The people who own it Mm -hmm. denied her the first time she asked for it. And that's when she lost sixteen pounds or something within like three weeks or something like that in order to get into it. Mm Mm-hmm. But, Without zipping it, that was just her getting up over her butt. Yeah, but, but Marilyn's my point butt is, didn't look like her butt. The Kardashians are a big part of the problems that we have in America today because people just idolize them so much. Some people do. I think they're on their way out though. But so spoiled that she just had to have that dress. They should have put Pete Davidson in the dress. Yeah, he would look. Yeah, he would have looked better. I kind of I like. I really like that guy. I respect him for so. <laughs> like, he's. Um, I guess how he handled the Kanye thing because I I always figured he'd be like a real, like dick in real life. I I it just something about him, but how he handled that I thought I was think actually. That Pete being a comic recognizes crazy and you realize how to handle a little bit he's of it he's, he's crazy, crazy himself yeah, he, he <laughs> yes. has mental health and he's for yeah. sure he, he knows it he addresses it um i think he's probably been through some stuff and he's one of those people who are like i don't want others to go through this well mm-hmm. and he, he may seems... respect kanye and his mental health and understand how you can be driven crazy, he, you know. I think Men he's. Can. And I heard he's got a big dick. Well, there you go. There you go. The <laughs> trifecta. Yeah, but I, I think he's more mature than I originally thought. Like he, yeah. he's. I mean, I'm never thought he was dumb. Um, I like. I think to do that, you kind of have to be smart. Just like the SNL stuff, like all of that. Um, but he's, yeah. I, I was impressed by that. I think he genuinely liked Kanye before, and then it really hurt his feelings that Kanye Didn't like treated him, him that way. Like I know that that does that doesn't mean that he's you know not more mature and thinks wow what a dick. But I think that he was like you know I'm not gonna stoop down to this. But that takes Whatever. maturity, yeah, mm-hmm. to say I'm not gonna um, stoop down to this level. Yeah, and he's but from what I can tell, he had a cool mom. He was raised. I don't well. know why he's with Kim, like, right? Because like, she's a bragging well. I I guess he showed that he was a decent human being, or at least could be in that moment. And it's like, why, why that? If, if probably <laughs> bragging rights. Yeah, I fucked Kim yeah. Kardashian. Yeah, yeah. I'm this goof from Staten Island. I don't think she's um. Like, she's the least interesting of all of the family, you know? She, at one point, was probably the most attractive in the line. I mean, not that I'm judging that or whatever, but really, her claim to fame is a sex tape with Ray J, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't even yeah. know any of them apart. I just and know so, they're all well. Yeah, now just they bad look people. like they've been and cloned. And <laughs> Kanye was the one that got her to different. the level that she is right now. I didn't know they had four kids. That's yeah. insane to me. They've been together for a while. That's yeah, what people don't realize. But if you go back and look at past pictures, you know she's looked like everybody else pretty much. Well, yeah. Then and they then had Kanye to started her. to style her, and she yeah. went off. Oh man, we got really off topic. I know. <laughs> well, because it's part of our conspiracy thing anyway. They're part it's, of it as well. It's so, true. so you know. So, Alistair, what's the future? I ask everybody that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's looking good right now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to be able to be self reliant? I mean, I'm working on it. Um, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I think. It's probably I'm probably gonna be okay. Um, I have community around me. Um, mm-hmm. I have I have a close network, and because of that, I think I'm gonna be okay. Um, and my goal moving forward is pretty much how do I make more people? How do I get more people in that situation where they're okay? Um, I'm actually next month for my birthday going up to Idaho. Um, to, for it's called the Terrain dual U-Hall? power. No, <laughs> it's um, going to be a dual power um, uh, gathering, and the whole thing is it's three hundred activists or commu- people in their communities that are coming together to discuss just that. It's how we're addressing issues that we're seeing in our community, and we're just talking like, how can we fix this? Um, mm-hmm. Me and my niece are going up there, and it's a three-day event. Um, it's completely free. Um, they're covering food, everything, and it's just, it's, again, the community is just, they don't even have a, they, well, there's some um, little, like, there's some education formally planned, but the rest they want everybody to commute like educate each other they yeah. like we, we pretty much get to decide what this event is and i'm really excited about that and um the ideas that come out of it and how how we can get people more involved in the community and put in time and like in their energy into that yeah that's super cool it just reminds me of growing up in the midwest <laughs> like being around you know a diverse immigrant population i don't know are we allowed to say immigrants i, mean, I think a lot of people. us kind of grew up in like it when i was a kid and i'm, I'm turning 40 this year but yeah. even when i was a kid it seemed like we had a lot more interaction with our neighbors mm-hmm. like i i knew all my neighbors like or at least most of them anybody with a kid we all knew but then like our kids don't really I play outside a anymore right? call the cops on me and since it's a strawberry moon, I I was I was picking strawberries out of their strawberry patch without permission. I didn't realize I was still in like that that was a product that they were trying to sell. And we did have a lot of farms and stuff around us, and so I just got taken home and then a talking to right. Uh, you know, that was back when when police actually did protect and serve. They, well, yeah, well, was, I mean, Norman there's always Rockwell, been issues. It was with a them, very small town, yeah. and my mom was a bit mischievous. There's always been issues. And that but cop, usually, usually your small town, though, you had four or five, right. and you knew who they were, yes. and you knew their names. Yeah, like they, if they were assholes, like this one cop, <laughs> he would always stick his hat. He would just and 
put it on his head without looking, you know. And he was at the bowling alley one night. My mom put shaving cream in his hat. And he goes, <laughs> just on him. So it was very mischievous. Like, they wouldn't shoot you back in the day. Right. Like, now there's no sense that of now. humor. You can't, yeah, you can't prank them like that. But No, now if you did that, they would claim it was cement and an assault. And an assault so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was just... You know, I rubbed the shoe polish off their hair. (laughs) (laughs) Alistair, if people want to contact you, how do they do so? If you want them to. I I mean, if you can find Alistair, it's Mm A-L-I-S-T-A-I-R on Facebook. But like, there's no last name to search. So it doesn't always pop up. But. I'm the only Alistair with no last name, I believe. If you narrow it down to city, it'll probably... Do you have an email that you want people to contact you at? No, absolutely okay. not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like email. <laughs> you can send all those to gabandgirltime at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah, those would get me to me, but... Send us yeah, an email. Um, I guess you could um, email apostatepod at gmail.com. Yes, yes. Show. The name of your podcast again... For everybody, it's, so they can go listen. And where is it available? It's apostate pot or the uh, apostates on the fringe. Okay, and it's it's pretty much anywhere you can go get a okay. podcast. podcast. So. Awesome! I'm gonna take a listen. Very cool. What that about you, good. Gail? You got anything coming up? I do actually. I'm going to the moon next week. Nice. I have quirky birds coming up, but that'll be already done by the time so me too i'll be in atlanta by the time this Mm -hmm. is aired so performing yes coming up planning things planning a new york trip soon so i'm excited about that but i'm going to the moon which is a regional burn it's a regional burning man event and i'm very much looking for it that's super cool who's your co-host oh his name's sam gilt on the apostates <laughs> oh nice but he'll, nice yeah. i know sam you know sam <laughs> i do oh wow which is great he and luna he and uh kayla are an item yeah <gasps> yeah is that kayla yeah. sam yes okay. yeah. sam and kayla are like good friends of mine <laughs> yeah well we've had her on Kayla's a good okay. friend of yes. mine too that's pretty awesome. I'm actually going to see them as soon as we're done here. Yeah, so. yeah. Tell the world that you were after on all. the podcast. Yeah. I have <laughs> podcast items. I got they're upstairs. I have to get one. Yes. How cool though. Yeah. Yeah, her uh, makeup skills are amazing. I've been watching her really, really closely yeah. this past week just to get some pointers and oh. I, I don't even do makeup and I, I enjoy seeing yes. her. Yes. <laughs> all of it known kayla i'm yeah floored i was so excited so luna fay beauty on instagram how long Mm -hmm. have you known kayla um i've known kayla since was she pregnant yet since at least since she was pregnant with her first child so i've known sam for 10 years so that's how i know kayla probably about the same amount of time or a little longer i um used to do her hair all the time and uh now it's light and she's just kind of does her own colors over top because companies send her cool right, right. and stuff to do 
Um, and so I haven't seen her in a little while, but she's, I'm in a poly relationship with all of my clients. So they're allowed to go <laughs> oh, really? to other hairstylists <laughs> right. if they want to. And that's cool. Cause sometimes you need a change and a different experience, but I love her and I love her. Um, I'm, I'm like so happy her I, and Sam yes. are together. Cause they're like, it's very cool. Like, and <laughs> yes. And they're... then Allison, did you, do you know her friend Allison that lives in Arizona? No, I know shoe or show shall shall. Yes. <laughs> I know shall, and that's the only one. <laughs> that's what. Well, so she was friends with another girl um, that I knew from the comedy scene, and she's the one that got Kayla to come have me do her hair. And so, uh, but yeah, I was so happy when she decided to do something different i should clarify don't personally know Sh okay we're gonna have to wrap this up because there was a reason okay charlotte's gotta have surgery so i gotta call nikki back okay oh great <laughs> oh uh right. well you have to cut that part i well, guess of course yeah <laughs> yeah that's so cool i love yeah. both of them and i love burning with them and i um freaking adore sam and then, of course, a lot of the people that are going to be with their camp, because um, he'll be with Headroom, I mm -hmm. believe. And so, like, I like Brad and Adam and so many oh, people. No. Anyway, there's so many people, <laughs> yes, that I adore. And I love that Kayla is now in that, because I will love burning with her. Right. So it's yeah. cool. It's very cool. Yay! I know, I'm super excited. <laughs> Where can they find you? Gab and Gail time everywhere. And then, you know, that's it. And I am Braddy Von Beaverhausen on Instagram and Bruce Tonsils on Fet Life and TikTok. Yay. So come friend me. I finally have a, over a thousand Instagram followers organically. <laughs> no bots. No just getting people. But I did have someone who was kind of like, why did you just leave me on read or whatever? And I'm just like, um, excuse me. I huh. just uh, allowed your friend request. <laughs> Why would you think I'm ignoring you or whatever? I have things to do, buddy. I don't block. even know who you are. Well, I kind of <laughs> mommed him. And now the next time he speaks, we'll be... Goodbye. We'll be respectful. Or I block it. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Yeah. I hope you get to come back and talk with us some more because we didn't even get to the religion stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, stuff. Just to the government. Yeah, <laughs> I had fun. I enjoyed this. They're yeah. enough. They're enough right now. <laughs> it's so funny to think that we have such different points of view, but honestly, they were just what I grew up with. You know, right. like um, being having community, being involved with people in your community charities that was what i thought the christian lifestyle was supposed to be now i i wasn't raised christian though right so that might be why i was yeah. raised to be part of community and part of yeah people's lives and all of that so i don't know um community was always important diversity was important yeah you seem we, like the oh. person that will sing with us here at the end. I won't sing. Ah! <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and to our listeners, you know, I haven't looked to see like where we are at anywhere here lately. Yeah, I've been kind of slack. 
Friday's lives decided to just catch right on fire. And so I went out of town for a festival and I have been slack lacking. Yeah. I also realized I set the timer wrong for release dates, so that's a thing too. Oh, anyway, we'll shit. get back on it. We're, We're having I'm yeah. having a a hot flash summer. <laughs> so forgive me with my brain. All right. We love you. Yeah, we do. And I totally forgot where I was going with that. But if you're still listening to us, you know we thank you and we love you very much. Yeah, and we thank you so much for listening to Gavin Gay Time. Oh, Gavin Gay Time. Gavin Gay Time. I fucked it up. You're loud. Bing. <laughs> <laughs>